welcome to the City Life Podcast. We want you to use the podcast as a way to engage with our teachings, hear from our wider family and encourage you where you're at, serving Jesus everywhere. We hope you enjoy our time together each week and are inspired and encouraged to discuss, worship and act together as part of the family. Hello, Vix here and welcome to episode 11 of the City Life Church podcast. It's genuinely lovely that so many of you guys are listening each week and joining on this little podcasting journey with us. Um, We've been chatting to Josh and Beth Pink this week about pioneering and hospitality. But before we get into that interview, just a couple of quick things to highlight. Firstly, our next All Together Worship Gathering is just over a week away, 4pm on the 26th of March at St Albans Church. We're still covering our values up until the end of April at City Life, and I wonder what you guys have been pioneering. I know that there's been a Parenting for Faith course happening, which the lovely Debs has been pioneering. And I also heard that some of our City Life kids have been out litter picking this week, bringing life to our green spaces and to our communities. I'd love to hear any more stories of how you've pioneered in your schools, workplaces, or even in your homes or quiet times. I don't think that any pioneering action goes unnoticed by God, and I just want to honour all of you who pioneer in the big and the small. Well done, folks. Anyway, that's enough of my preamble. Let's get on with our chat with Josh and Beth. Welcome, Josh and Beth, to the City Life podcast. It is so lovely to be here with you. Um, So we're here to talk about pioneering and um, specifically around invitation. Um, but I just wondered, I guess, first, how do you respond to the value of pioneering as it sort of has been sort of talked about at City Life Church? Would you like me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I had a look at the church website earlier and I've got the definition of pioneering here. So perhaps it would be appropriate to read that out. So, <clears throat> pioneering. We are responsive to the needs of those within our community and in the communities we serve, finding creative solutions, breaking new ground and courageously embracing the challenges that come with change. So there it is. Um, Being pioneering has been on my heart recently because uh, I have a close friend who just gave a little prophetic thing to me and he said he felt God wanted to say this to me, that I'm a faithful servant and a true pioneer. So for that reason, being pioneering has been in the back of my mind for a little while now. Mm. Thinking about um, being invitational, I think our journey with hospitality for me began just prior to 2022. Um, I was in the car with my mum and we were driving to see an old friend and she was just sort of assessing City Life's move to drop the congregational meetings in favour of smaller home-sized gatherings and she just said some throwaway comment like well I think I quite like the idea of 
church being an act of hospitality, of just inviting people from church, but friends and neighbours over to share in a meal with an optional time at the end where people can pray for each other if they wish. And for the first time in too long, I would say, I felt that subtle flutter in my spirit as though God was just laying something on my heart and I think something started to come alive in me for City Life's vision of church being smaller groups predominantly centred around hospitality. So that was the beginning of the journey really with it for me and Beth and we spoke about could we start inviting people from church over once a month which we started doing and had a great time inviting people over and doing that. Yeah. Before each um, sort of dinner party that we put on, I've been just getting on my knees and just thanking God for being present in our dining room and thanking God that life is about to erupt around our dining room table. And um, we haven't done it yet, but I think, you know, maybe we're building up to, as well as inviting people from church maybe at some point inviting some of our neighbours over for a similar experience and we'll just see where that takes us but it's been a wonderful journey so far we've tried to be really cross-generational about it and yeah yeah, there have been some beautiful moments yeah I think we've also invited a lot of people that um not that we'll try not to invite just like friendship groups but actually people just really think and pray about who we want to invite and who we want to invite together um, in the hope that maybe God's got something to say to them and that or learn from each other and the like the beauty of it is that we've learned so much about people that we sort of knew or you know had history with but didn't know like I don't know things like how they met how they became Christians like what you know what's happening in their lives and that is such an opportunity to know people on a deeper level and and I think the thing that we found about inviting people for dinner was that um, food's really good. <laughs> Food is really good. But it's really easy in the sense that people will come and eat and there's no, there doesn't seem to be awkwardness about that. And it takes away, like, if you invite someone over to just come and have a chat, well, it's a bit uncomfortable in some ways if you don't know them very well. But food kind of gives a bit of an ease to it. And I think one thing that we did is that we wanted to make it special so we really thought about what we wanted to like cook and make it exciting and a bit exotic and we wanted to lay the table so it was beautiful because we wanted people to be welcomed into our home and feel valued Mm. and that we were really excited to have them that we really wanted them there because we really valued them as like members of our wider church family and that they're important and what they had to say and share and bring into our home was important and yeah. um, and really yeah placing an emphasis on people's contribution and I think especially some of the time we invited people some people that maybe were not on the fringes but but maybe were finding the new expression of church a bit more challenging or weren't quite sure where they fitted and were able we were able to share what we were doing and what was working for us and it just brings that like natural organic conversation of of journeying this together rather than feeling it isolated and insular but we're actually part of something a lot wider mm. so yeah that was part of it I guess mm-hmm. that sounds really good has it because I know you guys are both really busy and 
of your not only working breath but studying and it's 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 a busy and you've got young kids so could you maybe just speak to that how it sort of how it is for you to pioneer particularly in invitation um in your lives with a young family and a busy life what's it what's it are there challenges i mean we've been doing like once a month and that has been hard and that sounds like not very much and that's been tricky at times to be like to pin down (laughs) a night where one of us on working or shifts or whatever but I think we've seen it as a priority and this was like our thing that we felt really passionate about doing this year this was like our I don't know a thing that we were we were giving as part of our expression of church Mm -hmm. and so we tried to prioritize it Mm -hmm. and we tried to plan ahead so that we could really prioritize this and and where we are you know, there are different things happening. We're not having the congregational meetings on a Sunday. We felt the need to really be intentional about this and, and prioritise it. And that's how we did it. But like I was saying, like we did, you know, we tried to be quite extravagant and that was our expression. But actually, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, it can be, you know, every Friday you want to invite some families around for kids' tea and you just do fish fingers and chips. And it doesn't have to be, like, super planned. I think the way we did it was just this way that we wanted to express it. Mm. But I think it's those like little moments or, you know, somebody coming over for a coffee in the morning and like pastries or whatever, or, you know, like they can be these small things mm. that have an expression of, you know, I want to invest in you. God's got stuff to say to you. I want to give time mm. to this. Mm. So, yeah. I'm just thinking as we've been talking, so Beth is a midwife and, or a trainee midwife mm. and, um, as we were talking, I just really get the sense that actually part of what you do as a midwife is you show hospitality to the women that you look after and including you were saying about late ward and that being a bit of a challenge for you actually when you when you bring someone in and look after them in labor ward and you are with them all the time actually what you're doing is showing them hospitality and mm. um I don't know, I wonder if you, do you get a sense that that's what you're doing at all, is, is in, in a sort of more, maybe more spiritual sense? Yeah. Hosting them. Definitely. And, and I think, like, it, it's that innate thing about making someone feel valued and special. And for, like, every woman that comes through that I look after in labour, um, and, and sometimes into the birth, sometimes just for their labour or whatever, I, I really have a sense of, like, this is such an important special moment that... I want to care for them in the way I guess that that God does and values us, but yeah, it's totally like hosting them in, in our space, mm. but wanting them to feel you know valued and welcomed and and cared for and loved, and yeah, I do, and I think that's that's why I love working with the women because mm. it's a sense of just real like yeah, sharing my heart with with them in how we care for each other. And in a sense, it it means that the heart when you're in your home hosting people and making an extravagant meal and or if it's in a in labor ward helping a woman give birth then actually the heart is the same isn't it it's yeah. it's actually just the practical thing so i i suppose i feel encouraged by that because it makes me feel like wherever i am and whatever i'm doing my if my heart is to make them feel welcome and loved by you know by my action or serving or whatever then actually that's a really special thing. So pioneering, I know we've t- we've touched on it a little bit, but what what does pioneering really mean to you guys? Like what do you under- what do you really understand by it? Not just in terms of what's written on the website, but in terms of 
what it is and what it means in your lives as both working out what church looks like but also just as people in the world what is pioneering Mm -hmm. well there's a couple of things um i'd love to draw upon um one of those things is that about this time last year i started a, a study group which was really going to be open to anyone, but it has turned out to be more of a men's study group. (laughs) And um, that seems to be going pretty well, as far as I can tell. Everyone seems really engaged. Um, We're just looking at the church's teaching series and trying to get under the skin with those and see how they really relate to what we're doing. But um, the last time we met, so earlier this month, Um, I was thinking about what we could do to be a bit more uh, open to the world and and just said to the guys, if anyone encounters someone, so a friend or a colleague or something like that, who you know might appreciate prayer, let's um, ask those people whether they'd appreciate being prayed for and being prayed for as our little study group community. So would you appreciate a few people praying for you about this issue? And if um, if it turns out that that has been appreciated, maybe that a prayer has been answered, to extend an invitation to that individual and say, well, I'm delighted that God's done that in your life. Would you like to come and meet the guys that were praying for you? Because we'd love to have dinner with you and you could share your story with us and of course, we could take the opportunity to pray for you again. Mm. And um, I think generally there was a sort of resounding positive attitude towards that idea. Mm. And my hope is that this could be a, an organic step in, um, in the right direction. Just thinking about our city life, I don't know what we call it, our essence of loving God, loving each other and loving the world as a group. We're certainly trying to give time to restore our relationships with God. Mm. We're definitely becoming a more intimate group of guys. I, uh, you know, I feel like I'm steadily but surely for it, falling more in love with each of them. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not, you know, it doesn't feel awkward to say that. But it's really true. So, yeah, I think um, one of the things I would say I've identified as a potential benefit of City Life's move to being home-sized, group-centred as our primary way of meeting the congregational stuff as more of an addition, is that church could possibly be more relevant and more accessible to people. Mm. Because where church might be perceived to be a bit sterile, routine based there's something about getting together around a table as you said earlier that is more intimate more organic more relevant discussions may take place Mm. and more accessible because it would be inviting someone to someone's home possibly someone who lives down the street from you Mm. rather than a building on the other side of the city that you've Mm. never heard of or stepped foot in Mm. before Mm. so I would say there's a good example there of an opportunity to be pioneering and invitational. Mm. So I would challenge any groups 
that are meeting to consider that as an idea or any other things that might just bridge mm. the gap between having a friend out there in the world and inviting them into mm. our community. Yeah, and what I love about what you've said is that actually, from what it sounds like, you're not saying that there's any pressure to go fast with it. So, you know, the, the step between, you know, identifying someone that might appreciate prayer, asking them to pray, praying for them and then inviting them in is quite a, it's quite a journey, isn't it? And it doesn't necessarily happen in mm. a matter of days or even weeks, actually. It's a slow, yeah. it's almost a bit of a slow burn commitment to somebody. But it is pioneering because I think sometimes we feel the pressure to just say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to drag someone I know <laughs> in off the street come and say, come to my church, you know. <laughs> so I think it's really exciting and, and does show a real pioneering spirit that things don't happen overnight, things don't happen in a day or a week, but you have to commit yourselves to walking with someone and journeying with someone. And that in itself is quite a pioneering thing to do, being in it for the long haul. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a really encouraging thing to hear. Hmm. Mm. Well, we'll see how that goes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, like pioneering is like, I feel like I've been ready for this my whole life. Like I have found traditional church quite difficult. I've never really connected with it in some ways. I've connected with community, church community, but actually the structure of church and how it is. And so for me... You mean how it is, how it is as in traditionally? Traditionally, been, yeah. like if you think of it, you go and you do worship and then you have a sermon and kids go and do this. Like, I've always found that quite a um, challenging way to connect with God in, in re- like reality. Um so for me like pioneering feels like a, just a new expression a new opportunity to explore like what god has for us in a different way and like josh said like actually church buildings and the formal way of doing church for a lot of people is quite alien mm. like if you've not been brought up in it it, it looks pretty weird mm. and trying to bring someone into that is really difficult because it's all steeped in like our you know our culture and traditions and stuff and if if that's not how you've been brought up in any kind of faith based type thing, it's really difficult. So I feel like the the new expression, mm. pioneering in this new way, and just you know taking responsibility for our, our own faith journey and thinking about like God, what do you want me to do? Like how how do I express my faith? How do I like I don't know? You found a way, haven't you, with like the group and things like that and. I don't know, I think it's just different, but yeah, I really love it. I think sometimes some people that maybe are in other churches kind of think, oh, you haven't got a building, how mm. can you still be <laughs> doing church and have got a building? And it's like, well, yeah. there's so much more to church than just the building, there is yeah. so much more. And actually, it's almost very freeing, having been released from that, to mm. explore what there is. Yeah, I think especially if you're saying it's never really worked for you, then actually it's a beautiful thing then. You, you're you almost being released to explore what does work and how church does look yeah. for you and your family. Definitely, and I think the more, like, it, it becomes more that, like, having deeper connections within your church community with people yeah. and deeper relationships and that brings about so much more about being you know more accountable to people for things yeah. like being more open and honest having like real 
relation deep friendships and relationships that are you know rather than sometimes just seeing someone on Sunday morning very briefly as you're chasing your child around church and you know you don't get to have those conversations we're actually making more time for this stuff because you see mm. like the value of it mm. I think it's really important mm. that's so good yeah um there was one other thing I thought of that I think maybe it's a slightly more tenuous but could be a good example of being pioneering and invitational um well, partly off the back of what you were saying, Beth. Yes, um, in a smaller home-sized group, th- there's a greater intimacy, which is something I've given a lot of thought to. And I think I've said this before, but but the psychological implication of that smaller group means that you can't be lost in the background. If you take a sort of gathering to the extreme and say well that's something like a football game maybe there may be 30,000 people your value as a member of that community is absolutely zero it makes no difference whether you're there or not in a church of say 100 to 200 people you may have a positive experience going there the first time you may feel valued by some but essentially you could you could literally be engage in that service and die in your pew and no one may notice perhaps perhaps someone would notice if you slumped over enough but maybe <laughs> that's so extreme well <laughs> well just thinking about it psychologically maybe it would okay. take the caretaker at the end of the the meeting to realize something was well, wrong. I, I see your, i see your point i see the but point you're trying to make in a small group um that couldn't possibly happen if there were say six to ten people in a gathering it's a completely different atmosphere mm. you're mm. you're forced into it there's no escape mm. from being intimately connected with every member of that group so it's a completely different dynamic and it's roughly the size of the group that Jesus formed when he mm. was mm. journeying with the disciples mm. and I bring it back to hospitality by saying that again that perhaps a smaller gathering of people who have journeyed for the last 10 years together, done hospitality together, had those easy, free-flowing, organic conversations yeah. at home or at the park or wherever they are, would just be an ideal setting to yeah. to journey through life with, with yeah. some of those things in mind. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank right. you so much i we have it's been a real pleasure to come and talk to you today uh yeah i really appreciate your time thank you very much thanks thanks Vix. it's been a pleasure having you no worries